Welcome to Stories of the Master. Welcome, welcome to episode 15 of the Stories of the Master podcast, where we reflect on how we can improve ourselves little by little, day by day, through sharing stories of the perfect exemplar of the Baha'i faith, Abdul Baha. Today's episode is about service and being in a posture of learning. When we serve others, we remember that we are not better than or above them. We don't have all the answers and we aren't perfect, but we must strive each day to become greater and greater. In every service endeavor we pursue, we must adopt a humble posture of learning. Like a scientist who is making a discovery, they acknowledge that they don't know the answers, but make a hypothesis like a best guess. They plan and take action. Once they've tried something, they reflect on the results, learn from it and try again in a better way. Today's episode will show you that it often takes a number of times until we get it right. But we are guaranteed to get there if we focus on learning through each step forward. So sit back, relax and listen along to this next story about the Herald of the Covenant. Sorry, who? The year is 1871 and we are in Hume, New York. On the 1st of November, a little girl was born who would become the future mother of the believers and disciple of Abdul Baha. And her name was Louise Aurora Getzinger, or as you may know her, Lua Getzinger. When Lua was 25 years old, she had a profound dream where an old man came to her and said, the king is here. She joined classes to learn about the Baha'i faith. And when she heard about Baha'u'llah, she accepted straight away. Three years later, in late 1898, Lua boards a ship with a few Baha'i friends to head to Akka for their Baha'i pilgrimage. This trip carried a lot of significance because this was the first group of Western pilgrims to visit Abdul Baha. When they arrived, they couldn't sleep on the first night, and on the next day, the pilgrims were sent to the house of the master, where they would see Abdul Baha for the first time. Retelling this story to a group of friends, Lua said, Blessed face of the king of the world, my heart gave a great throb, and scarcely knowing what I was doing, I held out my arms crying, my Lord, my Lord, and rushed to him, kneeling at his blessed feet, sobbing like a child. In the first few days of pilgrimage, Lua was about to begin her learning journey in service. Upon arrival, Lua handed the master a very generous and expensive gift, which she purchased in Paris. Abdul Baha kindly asked that this gift was sold and for the money to be given to the poor. This was lesson number one. Lesson two came from their visit to the most holy spot, the shrine of Baha'u'llah. Lua and the other pilgrims thought that because Abdu'l-Bahá was the head of the faith 
and successor of Baha'u'llah, that it was her job to serve him like you would for a king. However, it was the master who was serving them. In fact, during this pilgrimage, Abdu'l-Bahá's private room was open from 7.30pm to midnight every night to talk to the pilgrims. He gave every part of himself to others. She was astonished by this and learnt a lot about what it means to serve. No matter what your rank or your role, nobody is exempt from service. But it was in 1901, during her third visit to Akka, where she received lesson number three, which has become a very well-known story, so I'll make this brief. One day, during Lua's pilgrimage, Abdu'l-Bahá told her that he was busy on that day and was unable to go and visit one of his friends who was sick and in poverty. In his stead, the master asked if Lua could visit that man, take him food and care for him, as Abdu'l-Bahá had been doing. Of course, Lua got the address and immediately left to do exactly what the master had asked. Heading there, she felt proud that Abdu'l-Bahá had trusted her of all people with some of his own work. Wow, what an honour. When she returned from the visit, not enough time had passed. It wasn't possible for her to have completed all of the tasks. She approached Abdu'l-Bahá and said with intensity, Master, you sent me to a very terrible place. I almost fainted from the awful smell, the dirty rooms, the degrading condition of that man, and his house. I left quickly before I could catch some terrible disease. Abdu'l-Bahá was sad. He loved that man and wanted him to be looked after. The master gave Lua a stern look and told her that if she wanted to serve God, she would have to serve her fellow man. Because in every person, we should see the image and likeness of God. Then he told her to go back to the man's house with clear instructions. If the house was dirty, she should clean it. If the man was dirty, she should bathe him. If he was hungry, she should feed him. The master asked her not to come back until all of this was done. So Lua returned to the sick man's house and this time she was ready to serve him. She did all the things that Abdu'l-Bahá had asked her to do. She cared for the man and fed him and cleaned his house. This was a powerful insight into what it means for Baha'is to serve. It was now time to leave Akka and head back to America. Before she left, the master encouraged her to teach people the Baha'i faith and gave her the powers to do so. He said, I have given you the power to speak and have loosened your tongue. And boy, did it work. Lua Getzinger became an incredible speaker and teacher of the faith that had a great influence on many. So why am I telling you these stories? Remember, I said it was about Lua's ability to learn during service. Learning in service isn't the same as memorizing passages from a book. 
It requires you to be humble and recognize that you have a lot to learn. When Lua returned to America, she met with the first ever Western Baha'i, Thornton Chase, and said, When I left America, I thought I knew a great deal. But after seeing the Master, I am sure I know nothing. The face of the Master is gloriously beautiful. His eyes read one's very soul. Still, they are full of divine love and fairly melt one's heart. But this wasn't the end for dear Lua. She still had more lessons to learn. The year is now 1912 and Abdu'l-Bahá was in New York. After many requests and pleas, another disciple of Abdu'l-Bahá, Juliet Thompson, had the honour of painting a picture of the Master. Lua was also there for two reasons. One, because she was friends with both the Master and Juliet. But secondly, because Lua had learned to speak Farsi and could translate between them. Sitting still for the painting made Abdu'l-Bahá tired, and he asked if he could sleep, which he does. While sitting still in his peaceful sleep, the master opens his eyes and begins to give Lua a very special mission. He wanted her to travel across the country to California and announce that he was coming and gave her a special title. In Farsi, he said, I appoint you, Lua, the Herald of the Covenant, and I am the Covenant, appointed by Baha'u'llah. Go forth and proclaim, this is the Covenant of God in your midst. Lua was so shaken by this conversation that she felt the room rock. Her and Juliet began to cry uncontrollably. Even though there were tears of overwhelming joy, Abdu'l-Bahá didn't want to see them cry. He told Juliet to stop so she can finish her painting, but this didn't work. So then out of nowhere, the master begins to laugh so loudly and joyously. Confused and wiping their tears, Juliet and Lua inquire into what was so funny. The master couldn't stop laughing, pacing back and forth and said in English, I'm going to tell you something funny, a joke. Juliet and Lua begged him to tell it and they were now hysterically in the middle of crying and laughing. Abdu'l-Bahá replies, No, I cannot. Every time I try to tell it, I laugh, so I cannot speak. They got on their knees and begged him to tell the joke. But alas, he never did. We don't know for sure what that joke was, or why he did this. But in her diary, Juliet Thompson believed that the master did this simply to stop them from crying. He loved them so much, like they were his daughters, and a father would do anything to wipe away his daughter's tears. This was Abdu'l-Bahá. More than three weeks later, the American Baha'is held an outdoor unity feast in New Jersey. More than 200 people attended this gathering from many religions and cultures. This is where Lua learnt her fourth lesson from Abdu'l-Bahá. Despite learning in Akka that she needed to be obedient to the Master when being asked to serve, this time it felt different. She was so honoured to be appointed as the Herald of the Covenant, but knew that if she went to California, she would no longer be able to spend time with him. So she came up with a plan. In this park, there was a section of plants that contained poison ivy. When people touch poison ivy, they typically get an allergic reaction, including rashes, 
blisters and swelling. Lua thought, if my feet were injured, then I can stay in New York and be with the master. She takes off her shoes and walked through the bush of poison ivy. The next morning, Juliet was in Lua's room, whose feet were completely swollen. These symptoms normally persist for many days, securing Lua's plan. She said, Look at me, Julie. Look at my feet. Oh, please go right back to the master and tell him about them and say, How can Lua travel now? So Juliet rushes over to Abdul Baha's room and tells him the news. The master burst out laughing and walked to his bowl of fruit. Abdu'l-Bahá selected an apple and a pomegranate and gave them to Juliet and said, Take these to Lua. Tell her to eat them and she will be cured. Spend the day with her, Juliet. Through a strange mixture of disobedience and obedience, Lua first ate the apple, then the pomegranate and gravely chewed them all the way through till not even a pomegranate seed was left. In the late afternoon, Juliet and Lua received a surprise visit from the master. Lua was in bed as she couldn't walk on her swollen feet. He drew back the sheet and to everyone's amazement, Lua's feet were completely cured and back to normal. Abdu'l-Bahá burst out laughing. See, he said, I have cured Lua with an apple and a pomegranate. Ten days later, Lua was on the train and headed to California. Lua learned a valuable lesson. When the center of our faith asks us to do something, whether it be Baha'u'llah, Abdu'l-Bahá, the Guardian, or the Universal House of Justice, we should not assess these requests against our preferences. We should act with faith and obedience, because they know what is good for the cause and what is good for us. Lua Getzinger went on to become a great teacher of the faith. Later in her life, she traveled to India to support the teaching work. She visited Paris to deliver a message to the Shah of Persia, imploring him to end the persecution of the Baha'is. And for seven months, she lived in Akka, serving as an English teacher there. And in 1915, a year into World War I, Lua leaves Akka to head back to America. She takes the first ship to Egypt. When she arrived, she was tired and sick. She began writing letters to her friends, as if she knew this was the end. And this is what the lifetime learner, Lua Getzinger wrote. I am sure, until the last day of our lives, we will be learning lessons. For this world is a school, from which we graduate only when we leave it. I shall be so glad when the last day comes, and the school is forever, so as I am concerned, dismissed. On the 2nd of May, 1916, Lua woke up with severe heart pain. She called her family, and her last words were, Ya Bahol Abha. Ya Bahol Abha. Ya Bahol Abha. While she passed away in this world, Lua Aurora Getzinger will be forever remembered for having waved the banner of the dawn in the Day of the Covenant. 
four months after her passing, the master was informed of her sudden death. And I will leave you with this prayer that he revealed in her honour. O Lord, grant her a palace in the neighbourhood of the Most Great Mercy. Cause her to dwell in the gardens of thy paradise, the Most High. Illumine her countenance with the effulgence of thy good pleasure in the kingdom of thy glory. Thank you for listening to episode 15. I really hope you enjoyed it and walk the path of service with a humble posture of learning. Don't forget to subscribe and follow to catch the next episode of Stories of the Master.